ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another edition of Yelta Confusion Thursday Night Hangout. Hello, and welcome to the Thursday before the Thursday before Christmas. Yes. Ladies and gentlemen, of course, I am your host, Charlie, and I'm joined once again by the prolific counter himself, Zelius. It's good to see you here as I look into my Christmas tree right behind the almighty camera that sends the tubes through the webs. Yes, yes, the zeros and ones go through this mighty tube. And hello and good evening to Sam Grizzle. The Tenaha is live. Yes, the Taha is live. All right, so to start the Taha. Um, ladies and gentlemen, this of course is the Thursday Night Hangout. This is a live show where we try our best to cover the topics most important to you during the show. If we unfortunately run out of time and we do not cover the topic, or sorry, at any point during the show, if you want to drop your topic or question or even your opinion into the chat, please do so. If we run out of time and we do not cover your topic, uh, or question, we will add it to the very next show. So without further ado, let's go. And the first thing I got to talk about is... I love the fact, like, I can understand a triple, uh, I mean, not triple, uh, uh, like an indie game screwing up and accidentally grabbing a random picture off offline and having the, the um, what do you call it, the Getty image uh, mm. watermark in it. Yep. But it turns out that Final Fantasy VII Reunion uh, has a picture or I, I couldn't tell if it was just a picture or if there were several pictures, but at least one that has the Getty image watermark on it. Like, okay, if you're a AAA title, I'm pretty sure you got an art department that could produce pictures for you to put in picture frames when you're going through specific parts of levels. Could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure that, I mean, especially... With the amount of artwork that's come out through all, like, you know, Final Fantasy throughout time, all of those 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, then you don't need to, to find <laughs> artwork online and slap it in the game. You know what really irks me about the game? What's that? The title. And it's my thing with this whole Final Fantasy VII. I don't know what game is what. You got Final Fantasy VII, Final Fantasy VII Remake, Final Fantasy the other one. Now you got that. Like, Crisis I don't know Core. where. What? Crisis Core. I don't know where these games for Final Fantasy VII like, lay in terms of the remaster, the new version, the action. Like, I don't know. Mm -hmm. Because the naming, to me, is so ambiguous of these games and where they are in the overall final fantasy seven dome. Yes. I'm, I'm not exactly sure. I just, but once again, um, like I just saw this on steam today. I'm like, I don't know. Cause like final fantasy 16. Okay. It's the new final fantasy. You know exactly what it is. Yeah. Final. It's, it's final fantasy seven, not just reunion, not just crisis core. No, it's crisis core reunion. Let's just throw together all the, Fucking words. I don't know what it is. Well, I mean, at least, I mean, you know, there was a time where they would do like Final Fantasy number and then X, which is kind of like, I guess, the, the expansion or whatever. But yes, yes, they, they, Final Fantasy VII has had so many spinoffs. There was the, um, was it a first person shooter uh, for Vincent Valentine, which was terrible, but. What was it? it was like Dirge of Cerebus, I think was what it was called. 
I think it's like Final Fantasy VII, Dirge of Cerebus. So, yes. Like, I, is this just the full-off spinoff, or is it like part two of the Final no, no. Fantasy VII? That one was know. not Right, right. That one was not a spinoff. That was just, hey, do you want to be Vincent in like, I want to say it was a first-person shooter. And mm. it was just bad. It was bad. Mm. All right. So, um, some exciting news, at least for me, um, and anyone out there who played a game called Death Stranded. Um, Never played it, but I heard of it. It's it's a well. I mean, it's literally a de- delivery game, I and mean, it's really what it boils down to is you deliver shit from one place to another in a really fucked up world where bad things could happen. So it's like super mar. No, what is it? Super Paperboy on drugs? Yeah, sure. And you, but you could steal vehicles, so it's not like you're always on your feet. Uh, your boots will wear out eventually, but. Uh, and of course, the the Can you walk on your feet without boots is that legal? I don't know. I think that would actually hurt your health. Um, well, I mean, that would be reasonable, actually. Yeah. Um, but uh, there, two things about the about Death Stranded. One, there's going to be a sequel. It's been it's official. Death Stranded Two will be coming out. Uh, it will be adding L. Fanning to the uh, the cast. Um, and I kind of felt like Death Stranded could continue, like the story could continue, uh, with the ending, the ending that was presented to me. Um, but the other news about Death Stranded is that there actually is a movie in the works. And to be honest with you, it was cinematic quality, uh, already. And I could see the storyline from the first one being a movie. So it's not really surprising. Um, for that to be officially announced, but of course, you know, it's been announced, but when the hell is it actually be made that that's yet to be seen. So speaking of TV series, did you see what else was recently said is going to also be a television series coming? Well, God of War, uh, which is going to be interesting because apparently the showrunner is going to be, Mark, or sorry, not Mark Fergus, is going to be um, Jokins, who is also in charge of the Wheel of Time, which most people thought was a terrible rendition. Yay! I got you. Gotta love, like, okay, well, maybe this is maybe this is more up their alley, but at the same time, when you have a showrunner who fails at like what is a massive project, and then you give another one to them. Like, did they have secret photos of, like, Jeff Bezos that we don't know about? And it's like a secret, like, it's actually like a secret proxy war between him and Elon Musk because they're the two rich dudes. I don't know. Um, Well, Bezos didn't charge anymore, so maybe maybe it's the the new guy. They got some some dirt on the new guy. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised. I, I mean, I'm not surprised God of War is coming to live action TV. It was a matter of time. Yeah. Um. I mean, it better just be like blood and guts in action, like because it's God of War. Yes, and and Kratos better be covered in his wife's ashes the entire time because if it's just like a random white dude running around, something's wrong. I know the perfect one actually. I know he might actually be too old by now, Batista. 
Yeah, yeah, but I, yeah, I think that he's probably a little bit too old. I mean, big and muscular, he can actually act. Yes, and I'm, but he's also going to probably be. And he's definitely in his fifties. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that could be problematic. Yeah. That Same thing with Edge. I mean, he was a good actor, but he's also got to be in his fifties. He would have. Oh, yeah. He could have passed. Yeah. Um, so he's up. John Cena. Hmm. Cena can pull it off. I mean, he crushed uh, Peacemaker. I to be totally honest with you, I love John Cena was in a uh, a movie. It was a it was a family movie. I think it's called Playing with Fire. Uh, and that was a great, funny movie. Uh, it was basically, he was the captain of this, um, um, they're called Fire Jumpers. Mm. Um, they're, they're guys that uh, tr- help try to contain uh, forest fires. Yep. And then they, they basically, he finds this uh, three kids and he's, they're trying to find their parents and he's got to take care of the kids and he has like no parental skills whatsoever. So it's just like mayhem to the extreme. And it's great. Um, so yeah, maybe Cena, I don't know. Uh, um, but, but yeah, there, there, hey. yes, there is a God of War TV show. Uh, coming. Um, uh, the, so, but speaking of, um, of streaming shows, uh, as we talked about last week, uh, with the new heads of DC Studios, a couple of projects have been canceled. One being the Wonder Woman 3 project, and the second one, of course, being Superman. Well, the Henry Cavill Superman. They are going to do a, a Superman, but they're going to do an origin story. Just what we need is another Superman origin story. Yes. Yes. <laughs> As I, much as we need another fi- uh, Fantastic Four origin story. What I really wanted was, okay, we get it. Maybe the first one wasn't the best script ever. Continue with Cavill, but make it just like screw it. Do like a full-on like actual Superman battling like somebody who actually challenges him yeah. instead of like the origin. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, Because there's plenty of source material as far as that goes. Yeah. Just, so just, just like have have him go against Doomsday and let's just call yeah. it a freaking day. Because I feel like everything is like, oh, let's reboot and reboot. It's just like this perpetual cycle of reboots. And sometimes it's like, you know what? You have a phenomenal actor who enjoys playing that character. Like lean into that. You already have an origin story. I mean, hell, you can retcon an origin story as part of it for uh, all anybody really cares. Let's be honest. Hello. Um, Fantastic Four. Well, I mean, if you kept Cavill, you could still retcon parts of the origin story right. if Mark Gunn really felt the need to. Right. Um, and, like, lean into him as a, you know, badass aura to start with. Right. And kind of like you said, pick, like, one of the, you know, big main baddies and just go all in with the battle, basically. I think people would eat that shit up, honestly. Agreed. Agreed. Um. But okay, so but here here's an interesting thing. So you know we were a couple when when the news broke that Cavill was going to go do Superman, and he was going, and so he was handing off the reins to <laughs> was it Liam Hemsworth? Yeah. Uh, you know, and of course our big gripe about uh 
Cavill leading and then Hemsworth repeat, uh, re, re, you know, replacing him was that we did not want uh, Hemsworth to become Geralt. We wanted, we would rather him be another Witcher because mm-hmm. Henry Cavill is Geralt. Yep. So there is now a petition that is blowing up uh, to try to get Cavill back as Geralt. I don't. I think it's probably I, I you know I don't know the logistics of how you would be able to pull that off because that'd probably be a lot of money to, to get Cavill back and then have Hemsworth and then uh you know would you keep both of them around would you make Hemsworth another Witcher um you know it's there's I would love to see Cavill somehow come back and continue his reign as Geralt but I don't think that's going to happen i mean i think everybody would love it but i think you know kind of he said it was because of superman and i think i think it's what most people think is he was just being a professional and not being like i'm tired of these stupid shitty showrunners who don't care about the source material so i'm taking off for greener pastures or what he thought was greener pastures right yeah and then it turned into a wasteland yeah, I mean, obviously, I don't think any of us would mind if it came back to The Witcher, but I would be very surprised. Yeah. I'd, I'd be more surprised if he came back to The Witcher than it was that he left The Witcher. But, you know, you never know. I mean, there's I still, mean, you there's, know. you know, you don't know what the future holds, but chances are. I mean, if they bring in Liam, like, let's just say they, well, okay, let's just go this parallel universe where they do it. Uh-huh. What I would not want to see is another, let's just call it like origin Witcher story where you start from the beginning of Liam Hemsworth. Almost like you throw him in there like you already knows him and they're all like buddy buddy and shit. Yeah. And you just and you just it's almost like you've known the character from season one and just go with it. I agree. I have- we already have so much stuff going on that we don't need to start from scratch with another character. But at the I mean but at the same time I just I just don't want Geralt to be recast. I think that yeah. I just want him. I I have no problem with Hemsworth whatsoever as being a Witcher, just not Geralt, please. And I think really most reasonable people are in the same boat. Yeah. And I would, I just it kind of boggles my mind that the showrunners don't look at it and be like, huh, people are totally not going to notice the difference between Liam Hemsworth and Henry Cavill. You know, Henry Cavill, and it's not necessarily knock against Liam Hensworth. It's just a reality that they're two different actors for somebody who's very iconic now to that role. Yes. And I told anybody's going to talk about, I mean, when she's, it would be season four then, right? When season four comes out, that's all anyone's going to talk about is comparing the two and not in a good way. Like that's not a good type of news cycle. So Whereas kind of like you, like kind of like if they just like, oh, Jennifer put him in a time vault and he's trapped there for now. Yeah. We have a new Witcher coming in. Like, uh, yeah. Sam asked, have y'all actually played the Witcher? Yes, I've played all three. And uh, as I, uh, and then they're, they're, they're redoing one of them. They're remastering number three. That's right. Uh, and they're going to use the Unreal Engine. Uh, which it just dropped yesterday, I think. Did it? Oh God! There yeah. goes my wallet again. Um, Did you wait? If you already have The Witcher Three, though, it's a free upgrade. Really? 
Okay. Well, yeah. Then. Yeah. No, it's, it, that's, that's the, I mean, say what you will about the original state of like uh, Cyberpunk 2077. Yeah. It's like, yes, you could easily charge for the uber legendary edition with upgraded graphics and people would buy it. But everything I've seen is it's, just an in-place upgrade for your already existing Witcher 3. Well, score. Then I will definitely have to upgrade it and, and give it another whirl. Nice. Uh, because I, 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 I loved all three of them. I loved all three of them. Though I felt like the first two I might have played on console. Mm. I think the third one was the only one I played on PC. Do you have a preference between the two psych, um, types? No. Mm. no. I mean, I... I, mean, I not really. I just I just like the game. So, you know, give it whatever, you know, give me whatever platform I was currently playing. My problem is I can never do like potions and shit. I didn't care. <laughs> There's always some mechanic in, in like the, those type of like action RPG or action adventure games where I never use it. And to be honest with you, the vast majority of the time is the parry. In all these uh -huh. fucking games, like, you know, uh, you block or parry. I'm like, no, I'm just going to dodge, and, and I'm just going to try to hit you. And if I die, I'll try again. <laughs> that seems actually the trend of a lot of, like, the more modern action RPGs like that, mm -hmm. where everything I've seen, I haven't played a lot of them, to be honest, but everything you see is it's all about rolling now, is, like, what everyone talks about. Is unless you're, unless you're playing a Souls-like game where you have to block and mm. do the perfect parry. Otherwise, you will get your ass whooped because you'll be rolling and they will hit you and it will hurt a lot. Ah. And you'll just be crying like a little baby. But yeah. Um, yeah. So speaking of, uh, like we've, we keep hitting all these streaming uh, shows, I guess the end of the year, they want to talk about all this stuff. Um, the... Uh, animated series that was based off of the uh, the sessions by oh my gosh Matt Mercer uh, Critical Role that mm -hmm. was on YouTube um, uh, their second season of uh, Vox Machina is coming uh, which I, I'll be totally honest with you when I when I first heard that Critical Role was going to do theirs I was kind of like mm, I don't know and then I uh, waited forever, and then when I finally watched the first season of, of Vox Machina, I'm like, son of a bitch, this is good. Uh, nice. Because you had these people who, one, understood Dungeons & Dragons, and two, were were all, basically all voice actors. So basically, the people who were playing, the actual people playing uh, critical during Critical Role are the voice actors for this. Um and so the second season is coming starting in January 20th. They'll release the first three episodes. Uh, and then in a week time, so January 27th, they'll release three more. And they'll continue to do that until there are 12 episodes out. So there's going to be... Out and it'll, and it, will all, it will all be on Amazon Prime. So... Nice. But Vox Machina is coming back, Finally. So, Netflix, step up. We need a second season of Arcane, please. Pretty please. I know. Did you see that they dropped uh, a Dragon Age uh, show? I haven't I haven't watched it yet. I have not. It's sitting there in my queue, like, teasing me. 
Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'll get around to it probably over the break. Um, but I did see that. I'm like, interesting. Yes. Yes. Very interesting. Um, okay. So let's talk about some slightly bad news. But to be honest with you, this is this actually surprised me. And that is that um, Epic has finally decided to turn off the online functionality of uh, some of their older games. And by s somewhat older games, we are talking about A Thousand Tiny Claws, Dance Central 1 through 3, Green Day Rock Band, Monsters, probably, Stole My Princess, which I don't even, I don't know what that, that game is, Rock Band 1 through 3, The Beatles Rock Band, Supersonic Acrobatic Rocket Powered Battle Cars, Unreal Gold, Unreal 2, The Awakening, Unreal Tournament 2003, which is a game that my dad was like really, really good at. Um, if you ever played Unreal Tournament 2003 and you ever went against a, a gamer by the name of Yo Mama, that was my dad. That Unreal, was his name, yeah. Yo Mama? Yep. Unreal Tur Tournament 2004, Unreal Tournament 3, and Unreal Tournament Game of the Year edition, which I believe uh, my dad played two of those, two, maybe three of those. Uh, nice. So, yeah. Yeah. So if you ever played against your mama, that was my dad. And he was pretty good at it. That's awesome. For a bit, my dad was pretty into, um, like, shooters, like Unreal Tournament. And then he bought himself uh, an Xbox 360 and uh, really got into playing um, at least story mode for a couple of the Halos and all of the Gears of War. My dad played through all the Gears of War uh, and he played it on, <laughs> he he was braver than I. He would play it on like the highest difficulty. I just remember him breaking mice playing Diablo. Yes, because the man does not know how to tap lightly on the left uh, or right right mouse button i mean the don't left don't you know that the harder you click the better loot you get oh, oh god How that's a real thing man like literally after i don't know uh, probably a month or two that left mouse button was significantly lower than the right and you're and i was like jesus that's impressive actually to pull that off man he was i mean it was it was not as bad as i i i, I shit you not the way my my mom types on a computer it's literally like like you know like almost like a windmill dunk every single time i mean her hands are come almost to like eyebrow level and then back down to type my dad's mouse skills were probably about the same where he was he was basically gaining momentum and following Zelius's logic of the harder you click the more damage you're going to cause I'm not such a theatrical typer, but I am probably just as loud a typer. Oh yeah, I'm 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 a very loud typer, but like, I, I don't work always. But my yeah. my fingers are maybe you know centimeters above the the keys at all time. My mom, I mean she she rears back just yeah. It's, it's like a scorpion tail attack, and she types with two fingers. That's great, which drives me nuts. But those old people, you know what can I say? Um, Are you saying we're not old yet? No, damn it. We're still young, right? Please. I mean, under 41 is young, right? 
Yeah, absolutely. There yeah. we go. Yeah. Hell, I would say under 50 is still young. Under 50. Okay. I like the way you think. I mean, people are living longer now, so yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I ran into a person that I thought was the same age as me, and turns out that he's seven years younger than I am. And I was like, damn. But you look like you're 25, man. I know. I know. So as long as I'm wearing oh, the hat. Grizzle's 51. He needs his pills. <laughs> Not going to lie. I need my pills, too. Some of them I've had to, thanks to my genetics, I've had to have since, uh, I don't know, I was like 16. Thanks, so acid reflux. Did you the bill to your um, parents? That's my dad. My dad has really bad acid reflux. Ah, uh, yes. And then, of course, my allergy pills, because I got bad allergies. And I live in Atlanta. Wee! And there's a reason I love our same hotel room with you again. Because I snore. Oh, a little bit. Oh, no. Hold on. Charlie, you got to say, it's not just a snore. It's a freight train next to you. And you try waking him up in the middle of the night to go do the steam shower long enough so you can fall asleep before he comes back to bed and prevents you from going going to sleep because it's so fucking loud. That's that's when my allergies are really bad. If my allergies are clean oh, man. or clear, it's not that bad. But yes, when when I'm when I get a little clogged up, uh, uh, as I was telling Celis before the show, I've I've been a little bit sick this week. So my voice might sound a little nasally. Um, and I, I had to take, what is today? Thursday. Duh. Thursday night hangout. Uh, <laughs> I had to take uh, Wednesday off. And I kept falling because I wasn't feeling good. I, I kept falling back asleep. But I kept waking, I kept waking myself up with my snores. <laughs> good Lord. That's how bad it was. I'd be like, huh, what? Damn it. I did it again. Um, is there any chance you actually have like sleep apnea or need a CPAP? No, I don't have sleep apnea. I I've had it. I've been tested several times. I never okay. stop breathing. Nice. Thankfully. Uh, now, now that we talked about all the old stuff or old people stuff, let's uh, pause. But not we're, about us because we're not old. Absolutely not. I mean, we're still young. Uh, but uh, ladies and gentlemen, I do want to pause uh, just a second to give a shout out to all those amazing people who help Alter Confusion by being patrons of Alter Confusion through Patreon. So without further ado, let me give you some shout outs. The first one, of course, has got to be the Indie Cluster. The Indie Cluster is an organization of independent game developers that want to gain exposure by being involved in the community. They collectively journey to popular conferences as a traveling booth to help gain attention for their games. They make partnerships in local communities to bring games to the mainstream mindset. They highlight local, unusual, and rare concepts that challenge the paradigm of the common. They also host events to teach kids and minority groups about game development to hopefully one day enter the industry themselves. For more information, go to IndieCluster.com. Now the next shout-out we got to give to is the artistic and crazy AV guy that does so many anime conventions, especially in the Southeast, and that is Noodle Boy Media. Founded in 2015 by Andrew Tran, Noodle Boy Media, previously Wet Kid 47 Media, is your choice for professional photo shoots and panel recordings at conventions. They pride themselves in providing a high level of professionalism, top-notch experiences, and quality services. If you want more information and to view their full list of services, check out facebook.com slash noodleboymedia. Noodle Boy! Now, of course, the next shout-out we got to give is to the... 
individual who's helped with my shoulder pain, my back pain, my neck pain, because he is just that amazing. And ladies and gentlemen, Hero Chiropractic. Hero Chiropractic is a unique healthcare practice set up by Ryan Moore. The company's focused to elevate a patient's experience of freedom, creative expression, and joy. They believe that everyone can be a hero and has incredible heroic potential inside themselves waiting to be unleashed. Hero Chiropractic focuses on mobile chiropractic care in the greater Atlanta area. They are committed to healing clients by creating a plan of action uniquely suited for each person. They make that plan of action as convenient and affordable as possible and most importantly suited to your individual needs. For more information, go to HeroChiropractic.com. Now, the next shout out we got to give to is the musical maestro that helped us out of a weird situation. That, of course, is Crosspatch Creative. Need a new logo or want to work on a full branding and content strategy? Or maybe you need music or audio for your content, just like Alter Confusion. Crosspad Creative offers a whole host of solutions for individuals and small businesses. Just email josh at crosspadcreative at gmail.com and see what he can do for you. The last shout out we got to give is to the individual who has been our patron the longest, and that, of course, is Agile Axiom. By day, X leads both a development team and system administration team working on satellites at NASA's Goddard campus. But while not in meetings and many times during, he is the Agile Evangelist Agile X, championing the philosophy of Agile and trying to make the world a better place for software developers, testers, system admins, and software projects the world over. Decades of experience in software development and leading Agile teams are brought to bear against evil processes, inefficient work, and bad habits. For more information, go to agileaxiom.com. And ladies and gentlemen, I do once again want to uh, tell you that not only can you go to that website and learn about Agile, but you can also check out his book, Is That Agile? Common Processes for Development Teams. So, ladies and gentlemen, I know that at this point you're like, oh my God, I've got to join in. Ladies and gentlemen, I will tell you how to become a patron of Alter Confusion. It's really simple. Ladies and gentlemen, Alter Confusion survives on love and support of fans like you. And so we have a Patreon page. Patreon lets you, the fans, lovers, haters, demigods, interdimensional beings, gods, demons, aliens, monsters, vampires, werewolves, uh, uh, corporeal beings, and supporters, and more to become active participants in the work we love through a monthly membership. This gives you access to exclusive content, community, and insight into our creative process. In exchange, we gain a bit more freedom to do our best work and the stability we need to build an even stronger creative career. Currently, we have two um, tiers that you can become. Uh, that is a monthly subscription. The first one is the $1 tier or $12 a month. And that, of course, gets you early access to our playthroughs as well as patron-only posts and polls to help shape the future of Alter Confusion. Now, if you're feeling a little bit more frisky and you want to get a shout-out for every single Thursday night hangout, there is the $5 tier. That's $5 a month or $60 a year. And not only will it get you everything at the $1 tier, but, of course, once again, it will gain 
it will get you your name or organization added to our thank you section of every single Thursday night hangout. So if you want to become a patron today, go to Patreon. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash Altered Confusion. Now, ladies and gentlemen, if you are like so many people, and maybe you don't want to do a financial donation, but you want to give something to Altered Confusion for them to showcase on our show, all you got to do is mail it to us. And we have this lovely P.O. box that's just waiting for your mail or package. And that would be 1551 Dunwoody, that's D-U-N-W-O-O-D-Y, Village Parkway. And this is the very important part, number 88276. If you do not put that number 88276, it will not get to us. It will just go to the post office and they will return it to you within three to five business days. The city, once again, is W, uh, sorry, <laughs> The, the city, once again, is Dunwoody. That's D-U-N-W-O-O-D-Y, state of Georgia. Zip code is 30338. So if I put something in there and I put it to, like, my own address or somebody else's, would that basically give me, like, free shipping as the return address? <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't think so. I don't know. I think we should find out. Okay. Sounds like science! Uh, Zealous, you could do that on your own time, sir. I, I, that, that baffles my mind. Not gonna lie, it baffles my mind. That's what we're here for. Ah. Okay, so, um, the let's talk about this next story. This next story is interesting because I think we kind of knew this was going to happen for a while, but the EU, of course, uh, has Mm. been battling Apple in court and it. And has basically, finally, officially um, won. So in the future, at least by the year 2024, Apple will have to have um, the ability to have third-party, basically, platforms, sideloaders, in part of their iOS. Uh, If some might remember that... Uh, this is why Fortnite um, was removed from the uh, iOS store because Apple, I mean, Epic and Apple battled it out in court. And Epic was like, look, we want, Apple had a problem with the money going straight to Epic. And Epic's like, it's not your money, it's our money. Um, so in the future, uh, I'm on iOS devo- devices, at least in the next two, within two years, you'll see those side loaders um, that will allow for, you know, basically you'll probably see the Epic Store there, uh, maybe a form of Steam. I don't know. I, um, probably Google Play, which would be funny. <laughs> um, and of course, this would also uh, circumnavigate some of the very strict rules that. Uh, Apple has in place. Uh, a lot of people believe that when this actually happens, the amount of access to pornographic games will skyrocket, <laughs> which I'm going to be totally honest with you. That's going to happen. I mean, oh my God, that's going to happen. Not that I'm going to download any of them, but I could tell you that when you when you remove Apple from the equation and allow for a third party side loader to be there without having to jailbreak your phone, you are going to get porn games out to wazoo. 
I'm actually rather ambivalent about this because one of the reasons I like the iOS ecosystem mm -hmm. personally mm -hmm. is the ease of straightforwardness. Mm -hmm. Like, I mean, I had an Android phone and it's like, you know, do you get it through there? Do you sideload it? And all the different set, like it's more customizable yeah. for the Android, but I was like, I just want something that just works and just kind of has defaults that just kind of do their thing, honestly. Mm -hmm. um, and even on the Google side, on the Android side, it's not like Google makes it particularly easy to do. Right. Um, a case in point, our robotics organization, you can no longer even sideload your like programming, not because because it's not straightforward. There's another way of doing it that just bypasses the app store altogether and still loads it onto your Android phone, but it's so convoluted that like 99% of users aren't gonna even know what the word sideloading means. So like, it's great, but if I'm also Apple, I also kind of look at it as, cause one of the other big antitrust things is the whole charging of 30%. Now Apple can basically be like, oh wait, you can sideload your shit on there. We can charge you 30% and you can do this other thing without caring that, oh, 99% of people have no idea what that even means. True. So like for Apple, sure, they allow sideloading. I really, based on my experience with Android and the phones and the fact that even on the Android, which has always been fairly open, most people aren't sideloading. It's a few and far between if we're being honest here. Like, it's not like it's going to magically bypass their overwhelming majority of the 30% cut off the top. No, no I, um, yeah. Because that's what it, that's what this is all about. 100%. It's about that 30%. Um, I feel like if you're Apple, you're even more now, like, you know, the Epic stores, the Pandora's, the Spotify's, all of them, mm -hmm. who would love to get that 30% away and be able to just take on themselves. Now Apple's like, oh, of course we can charge thirty for thirty percent for our store. You can just go use this sideload store, and they're correct. So, for me, I'm like, the bigger one to me, honestly, that I'm actually more excited about is the USB-C coming mm -hmm. to the iPhones. I care much more about that personally. Yes, that that is another cha change. You're going to go away from the Thunder, which people have issues with. Well, it really means, I think at least, like the next iPhone with lightning is not going to sell worse shit. No, God, no. No, no, Because no, if no, you no. have an iPhone, you know the lightning. I mean, even my parents know that. Yeah. Where yeah. like, okay, USB-C versus lightning. Okay, I can hold off another generation for a year or two for an iPhone yep. to wait for this new, you know, charger that basically you won't have to replace anytime soon. Um. So that's the, to me, that's actually the bigger news. Um for the Apple is the USB-C is coming. I saw the side loading and I'm just kind of like, meh. Um, one place where I could see it from our perspective is some of these, especially gotcha games that are only in Japan. Mm -hmm. I think there will actually be a lot of excitement about that from people. Yeah. No, I think, I think the only concern that, you know, that might legitimately happen is that, because it's not going to go through the iOS store, uh, that there could be a potential to put a, a greater potential to put some sort of like malware or something on there. 
Well, that's always been one of the arguments against that Apple's had mm -hmm. about the App Store is it can basically secure and lock down your iPhone. Right. And I mean, Android's the same thing. If you sideload it, like they, it, it's pretty abundantly clear, even the Android that, like, hey, you're sideloading this shit and it's like not approved. I mean, even on Windows or Mac OS, like if you basically install a non-signed application, it gets kind of angry at you. Yeah, the what was it unverified uh, developer or certificate yeah. or whatever they're. So I imagine it'll be pretty similar on the iPhone. And to be fair, it should be like yeah. I don't have I like for the consumer warning that like, hey, this is an unverified developer slash publisher that you're installing that we don't know may have malware that's not a bad thing i don't know how you could really argue it's not um you can still install it but yeah. you're gonna get red warnings that hey so I, i'm fine with it i mean it opens up the gate if people want to you know basically the equivalent of jailbreaking their iphone more power to you um i mean i know one of the big reasons people used to jailbreak their iphone was things like being able to change like your lock stream in your widgets and some of those other things that the iPhone have now implemented. You could turn um, your phone into a hotspot. That was that was an early jailbreak. Oh, yeah, because I can now. Um, it, used I to be, I it used to be like an exclusive thing on a couple of the carriers. Like you couldn't... It was, I thought it still was. I thought that was carrier dependent. Yeah, it was carrier dependent at the beginning. And so if you had it on one of the carriers that didn't, uh, if you had it on Verizon, you couldn't do it unless it was, mm. unless your iPhone was jailbreak because they wanted you to use their hotspot app on your phone. I got you. I got you. So they could control it. Yeah. So I'm like, yippee. Um, yeah. I mean, I could see some of the, I could see it be interesting for some of the games because there, I mean, there've been gotcha games yep. where I've seen like, Ooh, this might be interesting. Um, but they're like Japan only, or more likely they're usually um, Android only. Right. So like, okay, that could be kind of interesting actually, but overall I'm kind of like, whatever. Now the bigger question though is would the same thing then apply eventually to the PlayStation five store or the Xbox store or the Nintendo store? Because to me, those are no different than the iPhone store. True. True. I mean, it's a locked ecosystem on all your consoles. So if the app stores having to open up, then also the console stores should have to. True. I, I you know, I I'm assuming that um, on other platforms, they're not as stingy uh, for the pay gates. That might that's probably what's slowing them down uh, hmm. from you know trying to force implementation uh on those other platforms i have no idea what is the pay what is the split in consoles do you know i have no idea i think it for depends. digital games i think it i think it really depends um it's I, not just straight 30 70 like the app store i don't i i think that if you if you're uh an unverified developer and you're trying to get on the the first time or whatever i think it's a 30 it's a 30 70 split um but I, i'm sure that once you once you're like a recognized developer and they know that they're going to make the money, I'm sure that you can go, you probably be able to negotiate 
but I'm not I'm I'm not 100 sure. They might just they might all be 30 70. Hmm. I just know that for back in the days where where uh, games had to be on physical uh, disc and stuff. Um, you know, it depends on the platform. It could be 3070 or, you know, you could get an 8020. I think that's what some of the AAA titles are able to do because the the uh, console knows they're going to make a shit ton of money. And that 20% is still going to be a shit ton of money, even though it's not as much. Yeah. But also remember that when it came to physical copies, the real reason behind the 8020 split is that um, the console would get the 20% and that 80% didn't actually go all to the publisher or the developer because you also had to factor in um, the the amount of money that stores were going to make off of it. So you get a much smaller cut of the pie. And so you would have- And now there's the argument that the part of that 30% is also paying for basically content delivery network and servers right. and all that shit. Right. So in theory- that covers the overhead of all that stuff. Right. Exactly. Um, now, what could be interesting is like, I'm just kind of curious. So, going back to the App Store thing with mm -hmm. like, okay, side loading, mm -hmm. does that mean basically Apple can basically dust their hands of like, well, okay, that means now, um, you know, the Epic Store, we're no longer hosting your content meaning you now to have to have your own CDN to deliver content to the iPhone. And now that cost is all in your backyard. I would say yes. Because, I mean, that's a pretty substantial cost. I mean, it's not the whole 30%, obviously. No. Um, that's a not insignificant amount of infrastructure costs to be delivering all that content to all the iPhones of all the software and updates and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. Um so I'd be kind of curious how that works if, you know, okay, you're playing a free-to-play game yep. on the iPhone and it's side-loaded. If I'm Apple, I'm like, why the shit am I paying to deliver this content to the phone that I'm literally making zero dollars off of? Mm -hmm. I would, yeah, that would not be surprising. I mean, I, yeah, I get that. Or like, yeah, I wouldn't want to pay for that either. So that's why you're kind of curious to see how does this actually work um, in that regard. Yeah. Um, yeah, just, just to kind of like close this, uh, topic to be honest with you, the, the, the most likely games to basically steal all your information are going to be the porn games. <laughs> That's what it's, I swear to God, the, the amount of like the amount of horror stories that I've heard about People going, I have to see. Like, okay, fine. Oh, back back in the day where porn was not free on the internet and people would have to go to those shady sites to view porn, oh, my God, the amount of shit that the, would be hidden in the video um, content that will steal your shit. Uh, Sam says, she stole my heart and my bank account. Yeah. Yeah. Or all that's those why I don't have a that's why I don't have a bank account, Sam. <laughs> it's Wait, my cash yeah. is all under my mattress. Under your mattress? Shit, I figured it'd be in your mattress. Nope, it's under my mattress. It's a nice little pillow for my cat to sleep on. It's very comfy. Oh, all the Lord. dollar bills. I think that I your cat would shred the shit out of those dollar bills. Uh, this is probably true. It'd be like, oh, you didn't feed me enough food, motherfucker. I'm going to go eat your dollars. It's a parade of shredded awesomeness. Let it rain. 
All right. So we, of course, are, are nearing the end of the year. And so there's one thing that happens at the end of every single year that drives me fucking nuts. And that is the top 10 or the top 20 or the top whatever lists of like the best video games to play or the best video games to play during Christmas or whatever. Uh, Destructoid, one of the writers on Destructoid recently published their, I think it was their top 10. Yeah. The 10 best games to play this holiday. And I, I've, um, from the Discord, from our Discord channel, which, by the way, if you want to join Discord and you're on Twitch right now, I believe it's the uh, exclamation mark uh, Discord. Uh, if you just type that in, that command will uh, uh, show up. But the the top ten from this list, and this this just shows you, I I've, I swear to God, this person just wanted to write content because it makes no sense. the The first game is RuneScape. I would not say RuneScape is the game you have to play. Uh, uh, the, the second one is Spider-Man Miles Morales. I've heard that's a phenomenal game, so sure, I'll let that one go. Uh, Phoenix Wright, Ace, Ace Attorney. Okay, I mean, depends on which Ace Attorney because there's so many out there. Um, the next one is Cave Story. Sure. The next one is Christmas Massacre. Oh, sure. I mean, it's like... It's a Christmas game. Yeah. Uh, the next one is Final Fantasy IX. Which... That's just, let's pick up Final Fantasy and throw it against the wall. <laughs> it's like, it's like let's do a random number generator and just put Final Fantasy random number. Not to say that nine's bad, but I personally... If I were to have to play a Final Fantasy, of course, I would default to seven immediately. I mean, uh, if you're going to pick up Final Fantasy, they'd be like, to recommend it, let's be honest, you're probably going to pick today. I would say for the most people, you'd pick Final Fantasy VII Remake. Uh, Sam Grizzle, of course, says uh, Battlefield 1, which that does not surprise me. Uh, the next one is Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. And I I, I will agree. Mario Kart, it, the thing is, like, if because this list is the 10 best games to play this holiday season, this is the first one that truly makes sense because during the holiday season, a lot of people are going to have to deal with family. And Mario Kart 8 is a good family game where, you know, you can have up to four people playing, racing around. Um, but I would write, if you do have Mario Kart 8, I, I do recommend that you have the, the, uh, the season passes, for all of the the extra courses that are being unlocked, because um, you know, just to give you extra variety, uh, the next one is The Last of Us, which I'm, I I know I'm in the minority in this, but I didn't like it. I, I just thought it was kind of meh. That's kind of depressing to play. Not gonna lie. It's also yes, it's also very yeah. Let's let's play you know a game about there's The Last of Us humans for Christmas. That gets you in the holiday cheer. Yippee! Um, the next one is Super Mario 3D World. Sure. Uh, sure. Uh, and then the final one, this is the one where I, this is, the whomever is writing this list, well, the, uh, I'm, I'm going to leave the, the author's name off, but if you really want to, you just go to Destructoid and you can find it. The last one, 
this is uh, this shows you that this list is absolute bullshit. Is Clubhouse Games 51 Worldwide Classics shovelware to the extreme, and it's one of the top ten games to play during this Christmas season. I'll play uh, the the new version of Wii Sports, which is called I think it's called Switch Sports, um, or something like that. Uh, it's got bowling, it's got golf, it's got badminton, it's got volleyball. I'm missing one. Am I missing one? Oh, and tennis. That is a lot of fun. Although, make sure you have your strap, your the the strap that comes with the the um, the joy pads, because holy shit, I I have almost slung my the the joy cons a couple times. And the only thing that has saved me from severely damaging them or damaging things in the surrounding area is that arm strap. And and d- just to be honest with you, I never put that arm strap on during the Wii because I was like, I, I, I had like the, the super like grip covers for it. So I never felt like I was going to lose it. But those Joy-Cons are so effing small and I've got big hands. So I need that, that extra... Uh, basic arm armband thing. Uh oh, Zelius, you're muted. <laughs> I muted myself. I sneezed. I forgot to unmute myself. Yeah. Uh, you know what they're actually legitimately missing from the list? What's that? Themed holy events in video games. Yes. Oh God. Yes. Like, like in all seriousness, like Final Fantasy 14s or Overwatches. I'm sure World of Warcraft, like they all do it. World of Warcraft always have, does it. Like they have the thematics and like those are actually like basically October through Christmas are like my favorite times to play multiplayer video games because they all do like the seasonal events. Yep. Overwatch, the um, Blizzard World Christmas theme map is like my favorite thematic map in any video game. Mm-hmm. It's just awesome. Um, so it's like that's if you want to get in the spirit of the holiday season, seriously, go play an online video game where they have like those themes, which a lot of them have them nowadays. Some right. So there's, there's an exclusive, there's an exclusive limited event or at the bare minimum, there's unlockable skins that you can, or uh, skins you could spend some money on. Uh, Cause like Paladins uh, has it. Um, does Battlefield have it though? Ooh. That's the real question. Can you run around with a big pumpkin on your head? Because if you can't, then then boo it's on not, Battlefield. It's not really a video game then. <laughs> ha ha ha. It's a lie. Um I was gonna say the release date is not correct, mm-hmm. but I was gonna say Hogwarts Legacy, but it's not coming out until February. You know, I there is a lot of hype. Built, that's been there and it's continued to build with all their little releases they've been doing for Hogwarts Legacy. Well, they actually have like actual develop like reviewers are actually able to release video game play now, so you can Sweet. actually see what some of the shit looks like in the game. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, not released yet. Yeah. Um, yes. So that one's out or not? Sorry, not out, but release reviews are starting to come out in video game play. Yep. Um, I'm interested in it, but it's definitely one that I'm going to wait and see. Yes, um, agreed. 
The other one actually being hyped up in a positive way is, of course, Diablo 4. Uh, I'll about wait 100, and see. About 100 reviewers had access for about 50 hours to play. They got to play about 50 hours. Mm -hmm. And everything I've seen and read is pretty much an overwhelmingly positive response to it. Um, as far as the way the map and dungeons are set out, the gameplay, all that good stuff. Um, very positive. Mm -hmm. So if it continues that way, I'll probably buy it even at full price. But like you, I'm willing to buy it at full price, but I'm definitely going to, I'm not going to pull a Diablo three and buy it day one. I will wait to see what the actual, you know, mob thinks of the game yeah. before I go down that ra rabbit hole. Yeah. that That's, that's me. Yeah. Um, but so everything I've seen is it's good, better than where Diablo 3 is at, but you never know. And there's still time to screw up the cash shop, whatever they're going to do for that be now, between now and the release date. The real money shop. Yeah. The, the, I, I would or still real not money auction house. I would not be surprised at all if they still fuck that up somehow. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Because that's why I would. They, they've had to shut it down on so many of their games. Well, not just the auction house, but like, do they know, do another battle pass system of some kind of BSery? And like, yeah, like a battle pass system where we've already paid $60 for a game. That's some bull honky. Agreed. But I wouldn't put it past them. I agree. Especially, well, I mean, yeah. Yeah. Now I I'd be saddened, yeah. but I would not be surprised. No. no That's not, not at all. That is where it it's kind of like we still have like the developers who want to put out a solid video game, mm -hmm. but then you have the bean counters who want to eke out every last dime of profit. Yes, because they gotta make everything back as soon as possible and then get back in uh, get back into um uh, out of the red into the black. Yep. Immediately. Not like, not the long-term plan where you know you'll make it. Nope. It's got to be like day two. <laughs> if you're lucky, if you're lucky, the bean counters will allow you seven days to Ooh. make it all back. And if not, you will never sleep again until the game's been updated enough to eke more money. <laughs> yes. Yes. Because they want that return. As soon as possible. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we'll see. But going back to the so that that top ten list is absolute crap. But then you have those people who are like the top fifty or the top hundred. And literally I feel like you're just you just listed all of the releases for the year. <laughs> like you did no work whatsoever. The top hundred movies of twenty twenty two. So you you're just, just casting it back right. You just grabbed like basically almost every single movie that's been released that people have heard of, and maybe a couple that they haven't heard of, and then just randomly ranked them. You're just gonna grab all the Hallmark Hallmark movies and just put them on there. And I lost a shoe. Well, those 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 are the top uh, twenty holiday movies that you have to watch. If Die Hard is not number one, I consider it defunct. Which of course I I will I will go on the record right now. Uh, my wife and 
my tradition, our tradition, after the kids go down, is that we declare that Christmas hasn't truly begun until um, Alan Rickman's character falls out of Nakamoto Tower. Nice. Before then, Hans Gruber. There it is, Hans Gruber. Until Gruber falls out of Nakamoto Tower, suck Christmas. Oh, good memories. Every single year, it's a tradition. Traditions around the holidays are a good thing. I'm just saying. Uh, I do want to, um, God, I don't want to end on a sad note, but I do, there there was an individual um, that changed a lot of people's lives, uh, especially in the college football world. Um, the, the head coach of Mississippi State, um, Mike Leach, unfortunately passed away this past uh, week. Uh, he was 61. He had a very bad heart attack. Um, and he and he passed. That guy was the craziest dude I have ever seen in my life. Um, from the sto- but the the thing was the stories about how impactful this guy is and how when you talked to him, you didn't know if you were going to get any football knowledge or life knowledge out of him. And his insatiable um, uh, obsession with pirates um and the what was what's really nice is that the uh the whole football team basically said even though uh coach leach has passed we still want to do we still want to do um our bowl game uh and it's just it's very fitting that their bowl game is in tampa in the stadium of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, where one of the end zones has a fucking pirate ship in there. They must play the cannons often. Oh, God, yes. They better be firing those fuckers off, like, all the time. Every single time someone scores, boom. And apparently it scares the shit out of people every single time, even though they know it's coming. It's crazy, yeah. Love the ones you got, because... You just never know what kind of shit comes in tomorrow. Indubitably, indubitably. Um, there is, uh, I can't remember the name of the game now, but there is a, a Switch That's a game. That's weird name for the game. Huh? I can't remember the name of the game? That's a weird That's a, name, man. Yeah, I know. It's crazy. Um, there is, there is like uh, an RPG on the Switch that kind of has like old school graphics and I wish I remembered the name cause I was going to give a shout out about it, but I can't remember the damn name now. And unfortunately, Ooh, the dead space remake has gone gold ahead of its, uh, January release date. That's another, God damn it. My wallet is going to be really fucking light. Gosh, darn Mine's it. It's already light. I just got my fireplace redone. Ooh, Nicely done. Well, I work from home now, and I'm like, you know what? You need that fireplace. It'd be nice to have a fireplace to just going in the morning while I'm working here. So I'm like, it's finally time. But as usually happens for a place that's 40 years old, they had to basically reconstruct the fireplace. Obviously. I mean, come on. Because, well, the panels were bad. I'll bet. Yeah. But what do you do? 
I'm trying to find this game as fast as possible. I, I'm, um, dang it. Uh, there's a new Tomb Raider coming out. It's supposed to be the biggest Tomb Raider uh, to date, and it's being published by Amazon Studios, which is a little odd. But hey, I mean, you know, as long as it gets published. The thing I liked about the Tomb Raider games is like, it was almost like a slimmed down version of Horizon Zero Dawn, mm -hmm. meaning you still kind of did the hunting and like, you know, gathering of loot and that stuff. But like Horizon Zero Dawn, it was like that big open world game to do all the crazy stuff. And Tomb Raider had a lot of kind of a similar type of mechanics. Mm -hmm. But it was a little bit more on rails. So you still had like the little bit of like your zones. You could go like, you know, find all of your hidden treasures and shit. But it also was not like so overwhelming with the overworldness. It was a bit more linear. Remember, um, ladies and gentlemen, Zelius gets very frustrated very fast in open world because he's like, I don't know what to do. Uh, give me rails, man. Just point me from point A to point B. Um, that's what I liked. Like, I know even Tales of Arise. That's why I like Tales of Arise. I mean, it's a pretty... I mean, you still got maps and shit where, like, you have to, like, you know, run around and find things, but it's pretty straightforward as far as where you're going. No, absolutely. I've I've put some time into Tales of Arise, and, and yeah, you're, there's definitely... It's... You can definitely go back to different maps to, to mm -hmm. complete, you know, your... Um... um your like side quests and whatever uh or if you need like material for crafting and whatnot but it definitely pushes you in one direction yes um i've i've now defeated two of the lords nice uh i am now in like the super green land everyone's happy because we're get to farm area um oh have you started farming no, no, no. But I, I can start raising livestock, and I'm going. Well, why the fuck would I want to do that? That's what I'm thinking of. It is a very random add to the game, in my opinion. Like it's almost like, hmm? I, I, I like they. They're like you can now have like cows and stuff. I'm like, cool. All right, let's get back to the action. I. Yeah, it's, it's okay. It's almost like. It's one of those half-baked ideas that yeah. video games get sometimes. But it's I like, think there there's yeah. so many games out there that try to add like additional spins in the last minute and oh, you're yeah. kind of just like, "Huh." No, it's not, it's definitely not just Tales that does it. Oh it's, yeah, absolutely. God, there's so many games, games out there. Or like, or there's like one mechanic they they introduce like in the middle of the game that might be really good, but then you never see it again. <laughs> It's like, oh yeah, this one section, you gotta do this super special thing. You gotta hack a system or, or something in this like futuristic cyberpunk game. And then you get, you know, you, you get to do it like five times in like a, a 60, 70 hour game. You're like, I want more of that. Can I can we do that? It's like you'll see like in television series. I forget what I forget what it was. Mm -hmm. It was a meme of like enemy has the superhero. Or superpower, where they can basically take over the mind of any character at any time. It only happens in one episode of the entire show. And it's like, thereafter, this power's forgotten. Even though it could have won them the war many times over. Yeah. It's like, wait a sec, that's too powerful. Ah, uh, 
He um, gets too busy. We're just going to forget that actually happened and hope nobody else remembers. We're just going to retcon it, and but but not say anything. Pretty much. Yeah, of course. Makes total sense. No total sense. I mean, I have the memory of a goldfish, so I'm usually fine with that, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, I, I, yeah. Um, I will say that I have been binge watching the um, the anime Overlord, and I'm gonna, I, I'll, I'm gonna say that's a good, it's a good show. Overlord. It's a good anime, dude. It's a super good anime. Um, cool. I'm trying. I'm still trying to figure, remember what that game is, because it's gonna bug the crap out of me. Um, but, but yeah, I've been watching. I'm in the fourth season already. It's good. It's good. It's good. Damn it! What was the name of that game? Uh I'll figure it out later. Anyways. Um, yeah. So I guess, I guess we're, we're basically at the closing minutes here. So unless Zelius has any closing thoughts. Uh, no, you up to anything coming for the holiday season. Good, sir. Nope. I'm, I'm working. Uh, my, my off time doesn't start till the 26th of December and goes to the new year's. Ah, oh, you're taking that week? Uh, no, the school shuts down that week, so everyone gets to take that week. Oh, nice. There you go, sir. Yes, yes. So, uh, ladies and gentlemen, I'd like to thank everyone for tuning in to the Ultra Confusion Thursday Night Hangout. From myself, Charlie, and Zealous, it's been a pleasure giving everything to come our heads, our mouths, and of course, our hearts. We'll be back next Thursday, maybe, possibly. Zealous, you back next I Thursday? It's the twenty second, so yeah. I should be here. All right, yeah. we'll be here. we'll be back next Thursday for another amazing Ultra Confusion Thursday night hangout. Zelius, you turd. Oh wait, oh, God, hold on. <laughs> wow! Remember, kids, keep on gaming in the free world. Amen to that, brother. <laughs>